I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Finally, we are doing the Poor Charles 411 about Jimmy Lee Holt. We only delayed it a week, so that's not bad. Not bad. And I feel like we could have kept pushing it off because of all of the other storylines that were pulled into it. Yeah. So, so when we said that we're not sure when we're going to do Alan, seriously, for real, <laughs> I mean, we just need to cancel our lives for like the next month or so and Let's only watch. Okay. Oh, shoot. We have other things to do. <laughs> Darn it. Just put on our Facebook pages and all our social media. We will not be engaging in anything for the next month. It would be awesome if this was our full-time job, though. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> anyway, so we are using General Hospital fandom, which we cross-referenced with in the past week. So I am thankful that we did wait. Push it back, yeah. Because in the past week, several of the SOAP websites have released information, and it's all been the same thing. And so if those people weren't able to find much more detail than we could... We also watched a lot of YouTube, mm -hmm. which we'll put in the show notes, the links to the YouTube playlist. How do people know to keep tapes from the 1980s? I don't know. I am jealous of, like, and what made hooray you... for the 1980s hoarders. Thank you. Yes. But how did you know to keep that episode as opposed to whatever? Because maybe they just have out there, but they might just have all their VHS and maybe they got them converted to a digital format and then they're just really good at editing it all together. Oh, maybe. Okay. So, okay. Although some of them had the old commercials and I found myself not skipping through them. <laughs> but so we're using basically general hospital fandom is the 
Right. They all said the same thing. Right. So, and we used YouTube to kind of fill in some blanks. And we are also using our trusty General Hospital, the complete scrapbook. And for the first time, we're using the official General Hospital trivia book, book made by Gerard Waggett. And it is, oh, it was only $10. When was it released? It had to be 90s because it has Jagger. 1997. Stuff. Boom. We need an updated. Let's let's email Gerard. Right. Why do they not update it? Well, let's email Gerard. All right. I'm serious. We'll ask Gerard. Call Excuse up. me, Gerard. Oh, we should interview I just, him. Oh my gosh. He would okay. know all kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> we just make up more I'm people for to interview. <laughs> just make up time to we interview have everyone. 50 something years, 59 years of characters. Yeah. Well, okay. Unfortunately, some have passed. So there's that. True. We've got some time. I guess we have material and time. To and we're still pretty out. darn young. But we have time all right. to do all this. Are we still going to be doing this when we're 90? Oh my gosh. We would be having so much fun. <laughs> we're going to have to go back stuff. and listen to ourselves and be like, we better hope that one of our kids start watching it and then our grandkids, because if not, we're going to be like, oh, what happened to us? Be multi-generational. Oh my gosh. That would be so That would be so fun. Okay. All right. So anyway, we're going to talk about Jimmy Lee Holt because as we have recently found out on General Hospital, like what, in the past? Wasn't it Wednesday? Yeah. So this is July or 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future, we just found out that Austin is Jimmy Lee Holt's It was Tuesday. Wasn't that the day I was over here swimming? Yes, because it was. Yeah. We're going back to when Shannon hates spoilers and, but some of our fans do message us like right away about things. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about, I honestly don't care about that. Right. But no, we felt bad then that we hadn't done Jimmy last week because we wanted to be ahead of them officially announcing it. But I feel like this gave us more info. It did. So Jimmy Lee Holt came from Indiana to Port Charles in 1983. His mother, Beatrice Lasser arrived in 1984 they spitefully announced that Jimmy was Edward Quartermain's illegitimate son. Unable to deny the sordid truth, Edward was forced to accept that he had sired a child with his past mistress. So did you watch when he first came? Yes. To town? Yes. I don't know. It was just so, it was so crazy to be watching something from 1983. I missed the music they put over top. I I know, all the poppy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was making fun of it towards the end because it was playing like that. It wasn't dun, 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 but that was like the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so glad I had that music to tell me how to feel about this scene. Exactly. But I do miss that in today's shows. Yeah. They had music almost over everything. I was surprised that he came to the corner main mansion to find Edward. I would think that he would have done it at work. Like gone to ELQ yeah. and... Because you don't want to talk to Lila or any of them first. I know it wasn't Lila that he talked to first. It was the housekeeper. But Stella. Still. So we need to do an entire thing about all the quarter main. Yes. What are they called now? House managers? Yes. Okay. Very politically correct. Good job. Yeah. And like he didn't ask when is Edward going to be available. He just left and then came back and she was like, well, now he's up and he went to work. So I don't know what you want me to do. Right. Why are you just hanging out at somebody's house? That's weird. Yeah. But he comes in and basically is like, hey, I'm your kid. But Edward acted as if he didn't know he had another kid out there. Right. And then as they talked about it, they're like, oh, this is actually Eric, right? Eric. Well, and I think that's the thing is because he's like, I don't have a son named Jimmy Lee. I have a son named Eric that Beatrice told him that he was in a private school in Europe when he was a kid, that he had gone into the military, I think, like stuff like this. So I can understand being out of context. 
Edward's initial response was nothing you're telling me matches up with what the mom has been telling me and sending me and everything. Cause so they didn't, I didn't see this part, but from what I understand is that Edward had a trunk. I want to say in the basement mm-hmm. full of like all this stuff and Lila found it because somebody sent Robert to Europe to find Lila did. Lila sent him. Yes. Yeah. Because she was like, excuse me. She wanted to bring him into the family fold because, which is super funny, I think, considering how long Edward was in charge of ELQ, but her thought process was her and Edward were getting older and Monica and Alan were doing all their doctor work and stuff. So maybe they could bring Jimmy Lee in to be the person in charge of ELQ whenever they stepped out. So it's a pretty big presumption to have when you've never met this person. Yeah. That's a big trust. Right? Let's us like, hey, I gave you some company. sperm a couple years ago, you know, helped create you. You want to run my company? <laughs> gave you some like free samples. I'm not sure that's how that works. Okay. Well, I don't think they're free because he said that he, he said that he did pay. He did pay. And, and that... she just used it on. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was funny when he was talking to Alan about that. And Alan said, if you paid, you admitted that he's yours. Well, because he was going through the same thing with Jason at the time. Yes. And he said that when he spoke with Lee Baldwin, rest in peace, Scotty's dad. Right. Because Edward said, well, what advice did he give you? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if you have been providing some kind of support, then you have acknowledged that this person is your child. And it's not the child's fault, even though this man, he was a grown man at the time. Even though he came to town and he just wanted to form a relationship with them. He's like, I just want to know where I came from, basically. Didn't care anything about the money. That was the part that I was surprised about. Because in all of the rundowns that we read, it Mm -hmm. says Jimmy Lee came to take the family fortune. Right. But he didn't. Not yet. Right. But that wasn't it. Right. When you read it. What his intention was. Exactly. When you read it, you thought he came to town, said, I'm your son. Give me money. Right. Is how I was interpreting that. Right. But as you saw it play out, that was not his original intention. He really did just want to know where I came from. Yeah. And so he left the quarter main mansion and winds up in an an accident and goes, Mm -hmm. winds up in the hospital. And Mm -hmm. gee, who's working on him? Monica. Okay. So... Did you watch the part where they were analyzing the footprint? We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. The playlists were so out of order too. They were so out of order and some of them were so much longer because they incorporated other stuff and right. so then you got lost. But my question was... Talk about be- the footprint. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. not going to matter. We're no, all over the place exactly. anyway. My question was going to be, first I watched a video where they were analyzing his footprint because he had a copy of his birth certificate with the baby footprints on it. So they took a current footprint and like dummy me not thinking about what time it like time period it was. I was like, why did they just take some blood and do a DNA test? And then I was like, but isn't that amazing oh. to think about how far we've come in yeah. such a short amount of time? Yes. I mean, yes. Um, Ryan Googled it for me and it said that the first DNA, like, it DNA was sample was the first DNA sample that they like broke down to its basics was in 1999. And I was like, well, they had to be able to do DNA before that because we had a paternity test in 98. And so then it went back to when the first time DNA was used in a court case, I think was OJ Simpson though. Oh, okay. I think, I think, I think I could totally be wrong. Obviously that was just a pretty big, no, that would have been, that would have been sooner than 99. Hold it. Cause we were in. I was in middle school when OJ Simpson. Yeah, I think that they could use it to decode certain things. I don't understand how all of the DNA stuff works. Obviously, I'm not a scientist. 1984, Sir Alec Jeffries, a British geneticist, discovered a technique of DNA testing to determine genetic, quote, fingerprints in a laboratory. 
So it was invented in 84, which was a year after yes. Jimmy Lee came. So there's that. But I don't know when it was first used for paternity. Ooh, and the first time, the first time it was used in a criminal trial was in 1986. And it was used to prove a person's innocence in a criminal trial in England. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do an entire 411 of all DNA. <laughs> right? No, I can't remember what it said. Like the way that the article was written that he first found, it was like how they actually break it all down. And he was like 99. And I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. It has to be before that. It was but totally sure before when, that. When it used Sorry, it Ryan. For, yeah. No, he was trying to be helpful. I thought it was I appreciate it. Totally appreciate it. That we had already had a DNA test prior to that. But anyway. Totally appreciate yes, it. Yes. I instantly was like, why didn't they just do a blood test? Well, because you couldn't do that then. So they did the footprint thing. But then another segment that I watched, he was getting his band-aids changed. That's what I was going to... Yep. And they saw the birthmark. So which and came first? Alan's, I don't know. Okay. Because I saw the same exact order that you did. Okay. The footprint was first. And then I watched where Alan... Well, so Mo he got into the hospital. Monica was treating him. Alan had been talking to Edward, but they hadn't had the chance to fill in Monica yet. I want to say that the ribs... The birthmark might have come first. Came first? Okay. Because I'm just thinking this through because if I remember correctly, Monica was involved with Robert because Robert Scorpio was the one who mm -hmm. got the footprint. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's who Lila hired right. to find him. And so, so stayed involved. Yeah. I'm going to go with just putting this all together now that the ribs were done first. So basically when... You tape the ribs, like the arms have to be up over the head. And the nurse was taping up his ribs. And Alan walked in and was basically like ready to call his bluff and say, listen, there's no way that you are who you say you are. And he saw the Quartermain birthmark. Yes. Under his right arm. Right. Which we've never heard. Why don't else, we? Uh... Well, and why did we not use that for Wiley? Yeah. That would have solved so many problems. Mm -hmm. I thought when he first raised his arms, it looked to me like it was a bruise. And I thought he was going to accuse somebody of hooking up with him or him hooking up with somebody because it was like a mark. Oh, like a fingerprint or yeah. something. Okay. So, but that wasn't what it was. But when he first saw it and stormed out, I was like, was that a bruise? Like he was mm -hmm. hooking up with Monica but So Alan, But so Alan sees Monica in the hallway and says, I just had this, you know, we got a lot to talk about. And first of all, Alan said, we don't need to have this conversation here in the hallway. <laughs> And then she called him out and was like, the whole town's going to know the information. Exactly. Because it's quarter main gossip. Why are we going to hide this? Yep. So she's like, wait, what was the name again? And she's like, he's right in there. And that's when Alan, that was it. That's when Alan went and saw the birthmark. So he saw Monica first. And then he found out that Jimmy Lee was in the hospital because Monica was like, wait, there's a guy with that name right there. And then he went in bandages. Okay. Right. And then came back out Woo. to the nurse's station, pulled the chart and the EMT chart yes. and saw that they had made note of it also. Yeah. Yeah, which that's good. Yeah. Very thorough. Mm -hmm. Good job with the paperwork. We need the grandson of that EMT to come back to GH. Yes. <sighs> and so then Robert got that fingerprint or footprint. I didn't Wait. even know. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. But then Robert was also interrogating Jimmy Lee and Amy was like all curious. Amy, our Amy. I loved it. She asked Alan, what's going on in there? And he ignored her like a jerk. Yep. But she overheard Monica talking to Alan and Edward and she told Leslie and then she told someone named Paula and then Leslie went and told Rick. And that's how I loved Amy picking up the phone. Yes. And was like, you're never going to believe this gossip. Yep. It, it was totally the way that the Amy character should be the yep. past and present one. Yep. Total town gossips. I loved it. Then also while Jimmy Lee was in the hospital, 
Gail Baldwin, Scott's mom, mm -hmm. gave him a mini psych evaluation on the request of Monica. Oh. To see if he was, you know. Yes. Yes. I realized that she went and talked to him and that Monica had asked her, but I guess I, I was listening to it as I was getting ready. And so I was thinking it was just, uh, you know how like the, not administrative, but they do that like run through with you oh, before like, they discharge you. Yeah. Like, do you have somewhere to go? Do you have this? Do you have that right. before they let you out? I was thinking that that's what she was doing. No, but it, okay. Psyche Val, like it. Yeah. So then a short time later, the Quartermains had another unwelcome guest, Crane Tolliver, who was Lila Quartermain's vengeful ex. They never legally divorced and he was there to cause trouble for her. And so he teamed up with Alan Quartermain's mistress, Susan Moore, and concocted a blackmail plot. I know this is not about Susan Moore, but I was so mad at her. I thought, I know you're shocked because I'm always on the woman's side, but I thought that Alan kind of took advantage of her and then she had Jason and he kind of threw her away because he wanted to be with Monica. And that is what happened. But she was evil. She was going after all kinds of stuff. And That's why there was the murder thing. Like the, it was such a big deal because everybody had a reason to want to kill her. It's like she was the original now, I think just without this, like the, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I realized that people didn't like her, but I thought it was just like, I thought she knew something she wasn't supposed to know, which would be mm -hmm. this whole ex-husband, not ex-husband thing. And that obviously Monica hated her because she had hooked up with her husband. And so that was why they were all suspects. Mm. I didn't realize that she had actually done stuff wrong. And Scotty touching Jason's trust fund, I would have killed him. What are you doing? All right, we have to do a whole thing I about know, all of that. So and Heather Weber was normal. And I don't know that she was normal, but I liked seeing her. I'm not saying she's not pretty part. now because I mean she's aged and everything, and I think that she's but she's she very attractive. Looked, but she looked like a porcelain doll. She did look like a porcelain doll, but she's aged really well because yes. she does still look the same. Yeah. I mean, obviously older, but not as much time. I agree. So I mean, I think they've all aged very well because they have people to help them look like that. But she really looks yeah a lot the same. All right, so, so hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. Crane Tolliver, I guess there was like a party or something going on announcing Jimmy Lee to, that yeah, was like one of the that? things I did. Oh, okay. But that's when Crane Tolliver was killed by Robert Scorpio and he was like coming up. It, Jimmy Lee, it's so I wrote, it looked like he was standing on a footbridge. Ooh. Uh huh. And I couldn't decide if he was watching fireworks or if he was watching a storm. So is there, oh, that's so exciting. Is there a chance? The Jason's footbridge is that same footbridge? Okay, but let's just go over a couple of things here. Neither Susan nor Alan are blonde hair, blue eyed. It's not impossible for that, like two brunettes with brown eyes to produce a child. I looked this up because uh -huh. you know me. Yeah. However, Jimmy Lee Holt was obsessed with motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And back in those, that era of potential DNA or whatever, he and Alan being half brothers, could he possibly be? I have no idea what, cause there was, a, we're going to get to it at one point, Heather and Jimmy Lee were teaming up for custody of Jason. And I could not find. No, I didn't see any of that. All either. of that. I didn't understand. Yeah. So I don't know. And now he has this love of, and I was like, is he seriously standing there on a footbridge watching fireworks? Jason loves standing on a footbridge watching fireworks. Maybe it's just a family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Resemblance. Not that they're going to. Maybe it's actually being... Edward and not. 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe Edward liked motorcycles before we knew him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Before we Sorry. knew him. Before we knew Picture him. Edward Quartermain on. Okay. So anyway, so <laughs> Crane Tolliver is like, he was shot and he's kind of like climbing up a hill or whatever. Jimmy Lee's standing there watching. He's just being alone, being whatever. And he sees Crane Tolliver. Crane gives him papers and he's like, here, you need to hold on to these. And he's like, what? Okay. And then Crane Tolliver winds up dying. So it says on his deathbed, he gave unsigned divorce papers to Jimmy Lee. No, he gave them to him like at, as he was like dying. It wasn't on his deathbed. And Susan had already had those, but he got, she got, she gave them to, you watched more off Jimmy Lee than I did. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that she had them. She called Alan okay. and said, you, Monica, Edward, and Lila need to come to my house. Okay. And he was like, why? Just tell me whatever. And she said, no, I'm not telling you anything until all four of you get here. Just say to your parents Crane's name. And so he was like, okay. So Edward got home and said he had like an awful business lunch and the food was awful, blah, blah, blah. He just wanted to drink and he was going to sit down. And Alan was like, no, we need to go over to Susan's house because she said she has this information and he kind of dismissed it. And then he said Crane's name and Edward was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. So then Lila comes in and Lila's like, okay, I don't know why Susan's bringing this up, but Crane was my first husband and Alan and Monica are like, you're how what? And she's like, my first husband and we got divorced and now I'm with obviously Edward right. and here we go. And so they went over there thinking that that's what she was like. That was the big bomb she was going to drop and why yeah. would it matter? And so then they got there and she said, here is the marriage certificate showing you guys are married with the signature on it. Yeah. And then here is the divorce paper without a signature on it. And Lila looked at it and was like, oh my God, she's right. There's no signature. Hmm. So unless those were like copies and what he handed to him was, yeah, had been checked out or whatever. I don't understand why that would be anything that he needed. I don't know. But either way, he, he used it to their advantage and then he got, so then Beatrice came and I did not watch anything with Beatrice. Did you? Mm -mm. Okay. She winds up overdosing on Lila's heart medication because it was accidentally. How? Well, he didn't do it. I think that, I don't know. That I would like to see because I don't understand how you accidentally OD on someone's heart meds. I think, I thought that I had read somewhere and I'm sorry I didn't put it in here. I thought that it was in her, I thought it was like in the water or something like that. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I don't know. We're not even going to. No, that's fine. Yeah. But Jimmy Lee winds up getting $20 million in exchange for silence. That's when. See, and securing a home for himself and little Jason Quartermain. Did he have a relationship with Susan before coming to Port Charles? Is that how he found out to come to Port Charles? Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, that Should I don't we have know. done Susan Moore first? Oh, maybe. Okay. We'll do, we could do her next and fill in all these blanks. Because she was definitely more of a character than I realized that she was. Yeah. So soon after Susan's demise, Jimmy Lee joins forces with Heather, Heather Grant to try to gain custody of baby Jason and, of course, the six-figure trust fund. Their plan was thwarted when Alan Quartermain's wife, Monica, allowed Jason to live with them. And again, this is something that I couldn't find anything else on, Mm-mm. videos it, or otherwise. It was surprising seeing the interactions between Alan and Monica that every time Alan said something, she was like, don't forget you have that illegitimate kid. Don't forget you <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, and she, she would use it again against Edward. And she's like, yes. Oh, like father, like son. Exactly. I I know that kind of like fury. So yeah. it was funny that 
at the end, she was like, yeah, we'll let Jason like, good job, Monica for stepping up. Cause that's what yeah. you should do. It's not the kid's fault, but right. I could totally understand why she may not have wanted to do that and why they thought they were going to get their hands on Jason. Right. Imagine how different Jason's life would have been then. Oh my gosh. First of all, just to be raised by. Okay. Yeah. Heather. Okay. But so if you remember more about this and now that I am thinking about this, maybe I should have read Jason <laughs> to see if we could have filled in these blanks, but we're not going to do it right now. Mm-mm. But if you remember more about Jimmy Lee and Heather trying to get custody of Jason, how would they have even had a case for right, getting custody of Jason? Like why <laughs> Jimmy Lee would have been his uncle? Yeah, but Alan's his dad. Did they think that Alan had killed Susan at first? I think at some point. Okay. We have to do Susan more. But I'm wondering if that's what it was. I'm wondering if they thought that Alan was going to go away for killing Susan. But they wouldn't just take away the child then. No, but Susan would be dead. Alan would be going to jail. Scotty wasn't going to get to keep him because she had just signed power of attorney back to herself because of finding out that Scott mm-hmm. stole the money. Do you watch all that where she's where she signed it? No. Okay. So she, a letter came for Scott from the bank. She, Susan, opened it and it said, yes, we approved your request to liquidate 500000 That's right. Yeah. For his investments. Yeah. And so she turned around and wrote up a letter that said, I do not authorize him to be on this or power of attorney or whatever. Right. And made the maid, whose name was Alice, by the way, which is um, Heather Weber's mom, which didn't make any sense to me. Did you pick up on all of that? For once you watched off, you watched more off than okay. I did. So I didn't know when they said Alice, I really wanted it to be our, our Alice. Alice had started there and then moved up because like we talked about earlier, certain families, you imagine having housekeepers and cooks right. and all that. I would not have imagined Scott and Susan to have a housekeeper, but they did. Okay. And so her name was Alice, not our Alice. But when Scott went to work that day, he had a bagged lunch and Heather said to him, Oh, did my mom pack you something good today? And he was like, Yeah, blah blah blah. So Alice is Heather's mom? I don't know. But I mean that's the way I now I think Heather Weber. Heather Weber. Okay. (laughs) If I'm wrong, please correct me, but that was what she said. Okay. So I don't know. And Susan was all PO'd because she didn't know that he had hired Heather. That Scotty had hired Heather. Right. And that was like Scotty, why are you being a jerk already? But anyway, so in my mind, Susan's dead. Alan's going to jail. Scotty would not get custody. And so the uncle could step in and say, I'll take the kid because the wife wouldn't want him. Okay. Don't know if that's true. Again, please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the only way I could think it makes any sense. Yeah. Not that it has to make sense. So, but you know what I mean. In 1984, Edward's cousin, Celia Quartermain, had also come to town, engaged to a prominent surgeon. Celia and Jimmy felt an immense spark, and before long, the two were caught up in a passionate affair. First of all, when they first met, he made the joke about them being kissing cousins. And Ooh. she did not have a spark. He gave some line about how they should be together, and she was like, do you use that line often? And he said it was the first time. And she said, oh, it's a shame it didn't work. Yep. So, but then she was smitten. Maybe after that. I don't know. I like seeing her and Holly talking. That was cute. Well, but that was, she planned the entire party for Holly to celebrate just like a housewarming just so that she could invite Jimmy Lee. Oh, okay. So See? she did. All right. I, I think, was talking about their first, Jimmy Lee and her first meeting. Yeah. Whenever, um, Holly came in 
and was like, oh my gosh. And they were talking about finishing school and whatever. Mm -hmm. And that Celia didn't know that Holly was married to Robert. Right. Right. So, but that was cute. So then there was also, so she was always looking for reasons. She quickly like put together this party. She seriously sits down with Holly and is like, you should celebrate like all your decorating and everything that you did. Let's put together a party for tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Right. Well, then she tells her fiance Grant and he's like, no, we're having dinner at the Hardy's tomorrow. Celia calls Audrey and is like, hey, we're having a party tomorrow night. And then Audrey's like, well, so are we, but you guys are our guests. And she's like, oh dear. I mean, she knew the whole thing. Right. So she got Audrey to basically, she's like, no, she's like, you were our only guests. You've already hired a caterer and florist for this party. So we're going to go ahead and come to yours. So Celia and Grant show up at Holly and Roberts and Jimmy Lee was not going. Oh, okay. And he told Blackie. So he and Blackie did a lot of stuff together. That was so cool to see Blackie. And he told Blackie to send his um, regrets and everything. Yeah. I think, or maybe he told Grant. He told somebody and the message was passed along. And so Celia's like, all right, well, we can go. And Grant's like, we've been here for an hour <laughs> to a party that you, you want to throw. Right. Then just as, so she's like making her excuses and she's like, oh, I'm not really feeling that well. Jimmy Lee walks in mm. and she's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I just needed to rest. We can stay now. Oh, and then she winds. So she was an artist. And so she wound up sculpting him. But the way that she got him to be her subject was she said that she was going to. So I don't know if he was in college because she said that she was going to put an ad like on the college board. Okay. But she knew that he was going to be there. And so he saw her and she's like, oh, dear, I was hoping that there were some ads for, you know, people wanting to sit to be models or something <laughs> like that. I'm going to go put an ad like that at the, uh, at the college tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so it was just, it was kind of weird, but he's like, well, you can use me. And so he was her sculptor for this head bust that she was making, whatever. And yeah, it was just, wow. Their relationship was interesting. And then I think it was also when she, so she was sculpting above Kelly's. Like she was using one of the rooms up there. So like, I don't know if she was staying there because I thought she was staying at the Quartermain Mansion. Mm -hmm. But Jimmy Lee got them a picnic lunch from Kelly's for him and Celia. And I mean, like Rose put in a bottle of wine and gave like a really nice wicker basket. And Jimmy Lee goes upstairs and she's like, why is it indoors? And why are you going upstairs? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That was the crazy thing. Like you had mentioned seeing Kelly's with the doors on the side mm -hmm. whenever I saw it. And the fact that alcohol was just like, sure, yeah, give me a beer. No one drinks there wine. anymore. Did yeah. they lose their liquor license? Maybe. Maybe once Luke took over. They didn't mention that in this. No. So, I don't know. But it was funny to see it, yeah. But so basically, like, Jimmy Lee and Celia's whole thing was that they just, I mean, they had an affair. Right. And it was a lot of sneaking around and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So then Grant, uh, we just said his name, Grant Putman, Celia's soon-to-be husband, gave Celia a clear ultimatum, and she chose Grant. Grant was in reality a DVX operator in cahoots with Natalie Dearborn, Luke Spencer's physical therapist whose real name was Natasha. She was also a DVX agent. Grant later became an informant in England. The real Grant Putman regained his memory after seeing an article in the paper. Also, oh, we were doing amnesia stuff even back then. Yeah. In 1985, Jimmy Lee kidnapped Celia on her wedding day. He attempted to take talk her out of marrying Grant. She had made up her mind and was forced to escape and hitch a ride on the back of a chicken truck. Did you watch that? No. Oh my gosh. 
So reading from the General Hospital scrapbook, it says, In May, Celia forged ahead with the plans to marry Dr. Grant Putnam, though the groom nearly canceled the wedding because of her continued interest in Jimmy Lee. Just days before the nuptials, Grant presented Celia with an ultimatum, get Jimmy Lee out of your life or the wedding's off. Forcing a meeting with Jimmy Lee, Celia made her feelings clear when she informed him that the affair was over. I'm in love with Grant, she implored. As the big day approached, Grant's behavior grew even more curious. And we're just going to skip that stuff because that doesn't matter. On Celia's wedding day, Jimmy Lee made a last ditch plea for her love. Luring her to a country cabin, he tried to get her to admit that she loved him. When she refused, Jimmy Lee hid Celia's dirty clothes and walked out, leaving her locked inside the cabin. So she was taking a shower. He Mm -hmm. took her clothes out of the shower, like out of the bathroom and left. With her wedding moments away, Celia climbed through a window and wearing only a blanket, flagged down a chicken truck to take her to church on time. At the church, the guests gathered and the anxious groom waited and the bride finally arrived in the back of the truck. Grant Furious accused her of being with Jimmy Lee. In front of the church, he ran into Jimmy Lee and knocked him out. Oh my. Yep. And so, long story short, they still wind up getting married. though. And it was because of the DVX that Natasha agent his marriage to Celia was the cover or oh, whatever. Okay. And she's like, I don't care what your feelings are. She's like, you need to go get married. Yeah. So, yeah. So backtracking a little, whenever he was being the model, is that what's in this trivia book about him getting them getting in trouble for him? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Read underwear? that. Yeah. I didn't know if that was when that had happened. I don't know, but that might be. <laughs> um, after newcomer Steve Bond, Jimmy Lee Holt, was wardrobed in nothing but a pair of briefs for several of his scenes early on, the censors stepped in and demanded that in any future underwear scenes, he wear a boxer short. Not going to lie. Tidy whities do not photograph Cover well. up much? No. no. I think that's all that there was. But yeah, then. so that's from the General Hospital trivia book that there was that's a little so bit funny. of scandal about him wearing some briefs. And now you see like way too, too much. much. Yep. So it's funny that just a pair of undies could get you in trouble. Yep. Reeling from losing sweet Celia, Jimmy was primed for a rebound relationship. Lorena Sharp was in town visiting her long-lost cousin, Monica, and the two ended up in bed. Facing a similar dilemma dilemma as Celia Putnam, Lorena chose a wealthy Derek Barrington over Jimmy. And Celia did throw that in his face a lot. Like, I have a good life with Grant. Like, money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Monica and Sean Donnelly started having an affair and plotted to bleed the quartermains of their fortune. Sean leaked word of a fake merger between Donnelly Enterprises and Cassidy and the Cassidines. Jimmy Lee decided to sell the ELQ stock and invest all the proceeds. Despite warnings from a guilt-ridden Monica, the quartermains went bankrupt. Derek Barrington bought their mansion and the quartermains, including Jimmy Lee, had to rent rooms above Kelly's diner. I didn't, I didn't watch that. You didn't watch any of it? No, go ahead. Tell me, because I really did want to watch it, and I didn't. So Jimmy Lee's the one who broke it to Alan that Monica was having an affair. Oh, okay. And Alan almost killed him because he thought that he was lying, and, like, choked him and started punching him on his desk. be casting any stones when he has a baby with somebody else? I don't know. But Sean and Celia went and found... Wait, no, they wouldn't have. Sean broke in to... Jimmy Lee broke into Sean's um, office and found like a ledger book that talked about that this merger was going to be happening. So they all went and to celebrate. And I don't think Monica knew yet that it was fake. Mm-hmm. I think she went and talked to Sean and was like, first of all, that's all insider trading. So like, that's just a whole other thing. <laughs> but so I didn't watch all that though. But the initial when they announced, no, Donnelly Enterprises and the Cassidines are merging or whatever. Monica was like, oh, really? 
you know, but I didn't get the impression that she was, but Edward was so proud of him because he was going to make the family a ton of money. So it's not just that Jimmy Lee decided to sell the ELQ stock and invest all the proceeds. They all collectively mm-hmm. made chose a poor this. decision. Right. And it says, despite warnings from guilt ridden Monica, they didn't listen. Yeah. But I did want to see them living above Kelly's. I was mad. They I didn't, didn't have a lot. Well, and that's when Lila made Pickle Lila. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was going to be their big, right? Get rich and get the house back type thing. But there wasn't a whole lot of them, quote, living. Okay. At least not that I could find. Okay. You know, we saw them in Kelly's a lot, but not. Not in their rooms. So. Right. Oh, that's boring. I, I know. We're going to see them like trying to adapt to being like Shit's Creek. Yes. Like going from the mansion into a two bedroom. <gasps> right. Cause the bathroom. What is a if shared Daniel bathroom? Levy got the idea for Shit's Creek by watching <laughs> General <laughs> Hospital? I'm sure that's what reading about the quarter mains. Mm-hmm. It, it could be. Maybe. 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 You're such a dork. <clears throat> anyway. I love that show. I know you do. In 1986, Derek Barrington moved to Nebraska with his new bride, Lorena Sharp Barrington. The Quartermains bought back the mansion they called home after regaining their fortune, but left Jimmy Lee out of the financial windfall. I, I kind of feel bad about that. Like, it wasn't just him that made that decision. It wasn't just him. He didn't force them to sell. Yeah. Yeah. He brought them the information that he thought was correct. Yep. So then Dr. Buzz Stryker's daughter, first of all, who's Dr. Buzz Stryker? Cause I just like his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Sandy Stryker. That's a cute name. <laughs> anyway, came to Port Charles and fell for Jimmy Lee. Celia, who erroneously believed her husband was trying to kill her, turned to Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee, who was a very supportive and good friend. When Grant was convicted of attempted murder, Jimmy Lee and Celia rekindled their romance and got engaged. Okay. They made plans for a lavish affair, planning to marry in an, it says gay 90s style wedding, but this was aboard a train in an exclusively decorated Pullman car. However, recently exonerated Grant was back in an elaborate plan to reclaim his ex-wife. Oh. Grant had snatched the coveted Aztec treasure in a desperate move to win Celia back. Sean Donnelly agreed to help Grant transport the treasure on Jimmy Lee and Celia's wedding train. Sean double-crossed Grant, and Grant teamed up with Robert Scorpio, Anna Devane, Frisco Jones, and Felicia Cummings, because that was before they were married, to bring Sean down. In 1986, Jimmy Lee faced a financial ruin when some of his waterfront properties collapsed. Celia could not tolerate being destitute, and she left Jimmy Lee and poor Charles for good. In a strange turn of events, Jimmy Lee married Charity Gatlin and moved to Pawtuck, New York to help her run a country store. So the complete scrapbook says Celia and Jimmy's Jimmy Lee's marriage began to collapse when Jimmy Lee made a series of bad business deals that caused him to squander his personal fortune. Celia, who had always been wealthy, wasn't comfortable with the idea of living on a budget. Using her own money, she surprised her mate when he was away on a business trip, only to find him in bed with another woman. It didn't matter that Jimmy Lee was doing, quote, research for the quarter means Celia wanted a divorce. So I'm wondering if the woman that he was in bed with was Charity, because Charity Gatlin is, remember when we were talking about Monica's lovers? Yeah. Or Sean Donnelly. One of the two. Okay. And Alan was in a town and he was faking amnesia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was during... All of that stuff going on with the quarter means, like after Sean had ripped them off and everything. Okay. So I wonder if that was charity that he was sleeping with to get information out of. Oh. I don't know. Oh. I'm I'm speculating I like the this way you're here. writing it. <laughs> hmm. 
And then the only thing left on General Hospital fandom is that upon Edward's death in 2012, Jimmy Lee was excluded from any inheritance. Mm-hmm. So really, like the last thing written was that he moved to Pawtuck. Mm-hmm. And then on July 13th, 2021, it was revealed that Jimmy Lee and Charity had a son named Austin Gatlin Holt on July 14th. Austin revealed that Jimmy Lee died six months ago and then he wanted to claim what once was his father's before challenging Edward's will. I don't understand how this is going to work though. If it very clearly states in the will and it's already been put through all the legal stuff so it stands firm that you're not in my will, it doesn't matter what you say, you're not in my will. Right. I, I don't, don't understand how right. you're allowed this. to write people out of your exactly. will. Like it, there's no law that says you have to have every single person that you're related to in your will. Right. That's not a thing. If I want to leave everything to my cat, once it goes through the courts and is approved, you don't get to fight it. Yeah. I just don't understand. Do you have any things that you want to add from what you watched? No, it just sent me off in like a hundred different ways though because like seeing monica and sean start interacting it was like right. oh remember i forgot that they had had an affair even though we had read about it before now i want to watch that yeah and like i said all the stuff about susan moore that i didn't realize she was so nasty yeah that made me like her more so i wanted to see it so at one point alan went to actually bond with jimmy lee in the gatehouse oh okay and jimmy lee offered him a drink and he offered him a brandy oh okay so this is the whole drink thing this is the this is Metro what I'm wondering. Court. Okay. And Alan said that he expected him to offer a beer, but Jimmy Lee said that he picked it up from Edward. Okay. So, did some Googling. Uh-huh. Of course you did. We are sponsored by Google. <laughs> I wish. And Austin asked for a Manhattan with rye. Okay. And on soapcentral.com there's like a chat board and everything and it says today austin said his father would always order a manhattan with rye that would have come from a cask i'm guessing that means a very aged rye okay and everyone's talking about it and it goes down to that sounds like something edward would drink and that kind of tracks because if but maybe he picked up i don't know maybe jimmy lee picked up a Manhattan with rye from Edward eventually, even though here he says he offered him a brandy. Mm-hmm. And now that's how Austin started drinking it. So it's actually like a nod to Edward. Okay. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. After Celia left, Jimmy Lee, mm-hmm. he was getting, he was drinking at the bar. He and Luke bonded and got drunk. He helped build Luke's place. He was the contractor for Luke's place, the casino that Luke built. Oh, Okay. And Charity has an older son named Jonah, and it actually makes more sense for him to be Austin's age. But he was, like, really excited that his mom was marrying Jimmy Lee. Like, it was really sweet to watch that interaction. But our buddy Steve from A World Gone Good podcast says, Roger Howarth Howarth playing Jimmy Lee's son is ridiculous. Roger is 52 years old, and he looks great. But if Jimmy Lee and Charity had him as early as 87, he would be 34. Sorry, Roger does not look 34. He looks post-40s. It also means Jason is a minimum 8 to 10 years older than Austin, and Ned 20-plus years older. This is a mess. (laughs) So, you're not wrong. (laughs) He said Jimmy Lee showed up in 83, I believe, but still there's no way the math adds up. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we know that they change it around, but it's the same thing as like Lucky Spencer's birthday is 1979. Luke and Laura didn't get married until 1981. That's insane. So because how they changed the ages and everything, Lucky was around three years before his parents actually got married. Right. So, but still correct. 
for Austin to be Charity and Jimmy Lee's son. And like Steve said, Roger does look good. Right, but not but he 30s. doesn't look 34. I'm sorry. He does not look younger than me. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know. Oh my. But I really enjoyed it. I really wish that there was better information mm-hmm. and everything. Oh yeah, what else is in the trivia book? I was gonna see what else it said. Some of it's just like random, whatever. But we love um, random whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, it talks about ex Jimmy Lee Holt, Steve Bond was born Sholmo Goldberg, but changed it as a young actor to the more Hollywood friendly Steve Bond at the insistence of his manager. Which a lot of that is changing now. Yay. Yes. Keep your original name. And then your book also has Oh his birthday. Yeah. Where am I? Steve at? Bond's birthday. Is April twenty second. Well, no, that's actually Steve Bond. It's not Jimmy Lee Holt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant no, that's the okay. person that plays Jimmy Lee yeah. Holt. Steve Bond's birthday, April 22nd. And then the other one was just another um, snippet. I'm assuming the same time that he was walking around in his underwear. Nude photos of Steve Bond that had been taken early in his career resurfaced for Playgirl after he landed the role on General Hospital. Oh, my. Well, there's that. So this was definitely, it was a fun one. It was. To learn. I'm curious and it helps pull everything together because right. there's so much of the early 80s that we just keep but saying, are they going to possibly rewrite where because he asked what do you know about jason yeah no so no don't rewrite it so yeah no i'm just saying that could be where it goes i mean it could be but i hate that especially because there are resources that you can look back and the right. people who have watched it all this time are not forgetting so right. don't change it around i hate that well, let me, speaking of that, let me see if, because we did put out on social media asking for, what do you know about Jimmy Lee Holt? <laughs> I was very straight and to the point. Wait, please help. Steve said Alan faked amnesia and then had, or then had amnesia, went to the nearby town. He sure loved Celia. Jimmy Lee is the son of late wealthy businessman Edward Quartermain and his late ex-mistress Beatrice Lasser. He sure loved Celia, but when Celia came... Alan and them are like, oh, cousin, blah, blah, blah. If Alan and him are brothers, then Celia is his cousin. Second cousin. Why are we even... She is Edward's cousin. Okay. But why are we even entertaining this? Correct. Oh, someone mentioned Kathy Chatty. He once posed in Playgirl. (laughs) I just went through and hearted everything. I'm sorry. I didn't actually read like all of these. He was mostly nice guy. He wanted recognition from the quartermains. He kept Edward on a short leash because he had proof Lila wasn't divorced from her first husband. And so still not a lot of information from typically where we're able to get a lot of information. Right. So if you're listening to this and you remember something that we did not mention, we would absolutely love to do a revisit. Or if you know of a resource that we're not using, please let us know. Yes. Yeah, there were write-ups in different places, but it was still just one-liners about each episode, and there wasn't right. enough story then for us to fill in what we were missing. Right. Like, we, I want to know more about this Jason thing. Yeah. Like, trying How? to get custody. Right. I even Googled <laughs> Jimmy Lee Holt trying to get... The FBI is going to think I'm <laughs> bonkers. That's all right. That's all right. I will come and testify that you may be crazy. It's, it's on public like record. <laughs> no, no, no. Go listen to this episode. That's why she was researching the murder laws in... <laughs> didn't i look up murder law? like I think, I think i looked up I like the different yeah stuff yeah. like that all right anyway so you learned a whole lot about everything and hopefully a little bit about jimmy <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you learned a little about dna gh 
why you should jail your second cousins. And yeah. <laughs> so join us on Monday as we talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.